Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Table Manners. I'm Jessie Ware and I'm here with my mum and we've put the ring light back on, haven't we? Yeah, but my hair looked better without my earphones on. I think I need like a beehive behind my earphones. I like height, What, like Dusty Springfield? Yeah, it's flattening my hair down too much. I don't think this guest is going to mind. Seeing as he doesn't usually look at the people's voices that he's... Do you like that little segue? Um, We've got Will I Am. We tried to get him for a very long time. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm very confused that the biggest tech man that we know will only let us use um, Zoom recording. So apologies in advance if the sound quality is a little shit. Anyway, so yes, we have Will I Am, producer, artist, tech giant, voice coach. judge, voice coach, don't voice coach. Sorry, they don't judge in the voice, no. do they? I've seen you quite a lot, Mum. No, you haven't. Well, we, you kindly had my children for the yeah. night. And yep. And my son Five, woke you up. Three o'clock interlude to go for, for a wee wee. Number one child. Number two child wakes at 5.30 because he could hear the birdies singing to ask me if the birdies had teeth. And would they fall out of the tree? I think this is rather advanced for a two-year-old to be discussing about whether... do birdies have teeth? Birds? Do they just have beaks? This is the discussion that my two-year-old and my mum were having at five in the morning I said, I don't think they do have teeth. I think they've got beaks. Oh, mum, also you'll be really proud to know that my son is now in nursery saying, come on, darling, to everyone. So I own... (laughs) We know who to thank for that. Come on, darling. Thank you for that um, added vocabulary on, to my son's repertoire. Um, I had. I, I want to give. I want to give a shout out to. I'm so happy that they are now doing South London takeaways. So when I lived in East London, there was this really great initiative that had just started called Dabber Drop, and they're a sustainable takeaway Indian curry. It comes in a tiffin tin, so there's yeah. no plastic. So you get it in like, you get four different things in your tiffin tin. A man or a woman come on a bicycle and they deliver it. And it's in a lovely kind of fabric, basically plastic-free, sustainable takeaway. Really Why delicious curry. Me? The food was amazing. They're a really brilliant organisation set up by two women. And I'm just really happy that they're in South London. So South Londoners, East Londoners, Maybe you already know about it, Dabber Drop, and you have the subscription, so you can kind of get it How fortnightly. How do you spell it? Gabba, but Dabba. I don't know. Like or I was Jabba. about to do Gabba music. Jabba no. Or Jabba, yes, yeah. Dabba, and then Drop. Anyway, that is my yeah. little tip for you guys. Yep. So Will I Am is coming on Table Manners. We can talk the voice. I definitely talking the voice. And we can also talk about his new single and his philanthropy. We can talk about it all. Yeah. His new single is called Shake Your Boom Boom and mum really quite likes it. Didn't he have a boom boom shake the room? He had boom boom pow. He likes boom boom. He likes a little bit of boom boom boom, boom, will I am. Willing to boom. Loves a boom or two. Maybe we can discuss his booming. His most heavily used word is boom. Will I am coming up on Table Manners. Hello, guys. Hi, Will. How's everyone? How are you, Will? I'm super. Have you got your juice? Oh, oh, Sally told you that I don't don't eat on Mondays. You don't eat on Mondays? No, she didn't tell us this. Yeah. No. I don't don't chew on, I don't chew food on Mondays. Are you hungry? No, actually, I do. I do. It's pretty, uh, so here's my routine for the past, uh, 
how long has it been? Since um, right after Christmas. Yeah. I had my pancakes and my vegan burgers on Fridays Lovely. and Saturdays and Sundays. I go solid. So, so first on Fridays, I start with like salads in the day and then avocado. So I cut, I cut my avocado. Hold on, let me show you, let me show you, let me show you, let me show you. So, you know, most people like cut their avocados this way. Yeah. I cut my avocado this way. Why? That way I could use it as a cup. So then I take all the yeah. avocado, like the chunk out, and then I mix it with the yeah. lime. Yeah. And then I put a little freaking Himalaya sea salt, and then I chop up some jalapenos in it, and then I put it back into the avocado, two half cups, and then I scoop it out like that. So it's kind of like an avocado slush puppy. And, oh, yeah, that's right. And then I put my soy sauce in it. That's my avocado's like devil's egg. Like, you know, a devil's egg, you use the inside of an egg and you put it all back inside the egg. Yeah, we do. Um, so same thing here with my avocado. So that's what I eat on Fridays, the first salad that I eat. And then on on, on Mondays, <laughs> I have like my vegan pancake. And then on Sunday, and then at, at night, I have like a vegan burger. And then on Sundays, I go like, I go really rambunctious on like, my vegan salads with pastas and stuff like that. And Sundays is my like carb day, heavy, heavy carb day. And then on Monday, I juice. Tuesday, I juice. Wednesday, I juice with a salad. Thursday, um, juice with a salad. Friday, juice my avocado. And that's, and that, repeat. You're going to disappear, Will. No, no, here's why. Because the body, it stores fat areas. And so just, oh, I know, I know. And, and, and so how do you tell your body to start utilizing the energy that it's been storing? And then by um, April, I'll go back to like a more like chewing throughout the week regimen. So this is a regular kind of a ritual for you that you do every year that kind of January. Sounds like April. a lockdown thing. Because it'd be harder to do out of lockdown. No, you take your little bag of juice. Like, you know, like when we were in elementary school, some people went to school with like a lunch bag. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 So you go out in the world and you have like your eight juices. I have a juice every hour, every other hour. And I'm full of energy. I'm, not, I'm getting all my supplements that I need. I'm getting all my vitamins that I need. My skin is extra like, what? what? You look you gorgeous. Do, you look glowy. You look well. very handsome. This is yeah. not, this ain't a filter, child. Look at this. <laughs> <laughs> you do look great. But what, okay, so what are you missing? If Maybe you're not, maybe you're feeling completely okay with a lot of I juice. I think he's in the zone, you're, I know, I feel like you're in the zone and I'm slightly jealous about you being the zone when I've just I'm had loads of pasta zone. for dinner. For example, today I had nothing but juice, didn't chew anything solid. I did my pull-ups, um, four sets of pull-ups. Then I did my my uh, bench presses. Then I did my push-ups. Then I did my run up a hill. And then I ran, then I walked from the London Eye to the Pyramid and back. That's a six-mile walk. The Pyramid? Which, Which pyramid, pyramid is that? The Shard. The shard. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. The Shard, okay. I wa yeah, I walked from the London Eye to the Shard on a Zoom call, which is like two hours, and set six miles. All on juice. You're getting your steps in. I got energy. Yeah. I'm not like tired, like, uh, come later. <laughs> like, I'm like, let's go. What are we doing next? I would definitely be in a coma if I was on a juice diet. But you've diet, never darling. tried a juice diet. No, I haven't done. You haven't. That's to be fair. So I, I would say, I would say liquidarian. Oh, I've never had that. I like it. Wow. It's got yeah, a little I'm a, certain I'm a, I'm a I like that. I am about wine. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm sorry. I'm a liquidarian. But okay, so Will, <laughs> we, uh, we haven't really introduced ourselves. I'm Jesse and this is Lenny. And we know who hi, you Lenny, are. Hi, Lenny. Hi, Jesse. Hi, darling. And and we we've got you after probably quite a full day of promo. You're thick in you know the voice, and Mum wants to discuss this with you. You know, you're promoting your new record, Shake Your Boom Boom. Mum says, hasn't he got another song called Boom Boom? I said, well, that's Boom Boom Power, Black Eyed Peas. But how are you finding London? Do you like it here? Because you seem to come back for more He's like every here. year, and we appreciate it because we love you as a as a coach. I love the UK. Yesterday, I walked from the London Eye to the end of Hyde Park. Oh, wow. And back down to the London Eye. That was 10 miles because I wanted to go through all the parks. Like, So it took about three-hour walk. And so just walking through London, there's nobody on the streets. It's a very eerie feeling. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, it's three o'clock in the afternoon. It's golden hour. There's no cars out on some streets, no one walking on some streets. 
And that that that's like a sad and a proud feeling at the same time. I'm sad, like, oh my gosh, this looks scary. But then I'm proud, like, wow, everybody's behaving. It's a, it's going to be an awesome memory for the folks that get through it. And it's going to be hard. It's heartbreaking for the folks that we've lost. I've lost friends and family. I'm and sorry. Um, so yeah, it's been it's been tough. But you know, when you see people out there, when you when you don't see people on the streets, it's sad, scary. But then at the same time, you're like, wow, people are doing their part and mm-hmm. staying indoors. It's, it's this is going down in the memory books. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, um, I, we need to know about you growing up and what you were eating around the dinner table. This is what we ask all our guests. So set the scene. Who was cooking the meal and who was around that dinner table and what were you eating? My mom cooked the meals. We ate spaghetti. That was like my mom's favorite. Wow, what sort? Spaghetti bolognese with like uh, ground turkey because my mom didn't like the idea of eating beef. So my mom made spaghetti bolognese a lot. That was like, you know, she was uh, super happy when when that's what, what we were eating for dinner. Did you like it? Yeah. It was, it was That's like one of my mom's favorites that I love. My mom's goulash. Mm. Yeah. So my mom made goulash. And that was delish. My mom's pancakes. Oh, my Lord Jesus. And they're crispy. Just the right amount of crisp on the edges. Like, mm, get out of here. How, that's happy moment for me. How did she make them? Like, what was her trick? Was it just like the right oil that she used? Or what was like, is there something in it that we should all be doing? Um, I don't know. But I try, to, I try to do my vegan version of it. It doesn't turn out right. <laughs> but I like my vegan pancake that I make. Um, so, But we weren't vegan growing up. I've, I've been vegan for four years now. Um, so growing up, what else did my mom make that was delicious? Oh, Thanksgiving dinner was like, oh. Oh, wow, yeah. Like her turkey was amazing. Her ham was awesome. Her stuffing was, get out of here. My mom's freaking, uh, what else did she make that was delish? Um, mm, macaroni and cheese, what? So she was a good cook. You really, you like, you, yeah. Yeah, I love cooking. Yo. Do you? What I made last night, what? Okay, Don't come on then. Last night I made a a, a pancake. Okay, a pancake pizza. No, I got it, Mom. Okay. I need so, to know so what the so vegan what like. I, did, I right? need to know this. So I so I was like, I don't have pizza dough. I was like, what if I make a pancake, but instead of putting you know sweet stuff in the batter, like cinnamon and a little bit of brown sugar, and a banana to give me the the thickness because I don't have an egg. Why don't I make the pancake but put olives in it? and some jalapenos in it, and a little bit of mm-hmm. garlic in it, and, and blend it up really nice. Put that and cook the pancake, make it really thin, and then put like marinara sauce, and then my grounded uh, impossible meat, and then my vegan mozzarella, and then bake that, and then automatically the, the pancake is gonna turn a little bit more crisp. Yeah. And then, I, and then I put some basil on. Like, yo, my pancakeza, get out of here. <laughs> I, I even named it. I named it. I was like, yo, this is a pancakeza. My pancakeza was the bomb. So this is the next endeavor for you. Like, forget tech, forget philanthropic. Thing. This is pancakeza is going to come to everybody like in a year or two. No, no, and that's just this, vegan pancakeza. This is this is for me to like. For my friends and family, like, yo, check out my pancakeza. Have you ever had a pancakeza? <laughs> my pancakeza was the bomb. Okay, what else did I make the other day? Mm, ooh, I did a quesadilla with my impossible. Mm, so I put, love that. But here, check out how I did it, though. I got my um, flour tortilla. I made my uh, my impossible meat with the green onions um, and then uh, green bell peppers. I kept it really greeny. And then my, my cilantro. And then a little bit of freaking cheese in the inside. And then I, I baked it so the cheese melts in the inside. And then mm. I put a bunch of like mozzarella and cheddar cheese. And then I put some, hold up. Then I put some Nando's lime sauce in a cup. Put that in. Mm. And I mixed it. And I put the, the cheese and the Nando chili sauce in the, in the microwave. I melted it. And then smother the freaking quesadilla with that. And then I put, yo, yo, yo. It was like thebomb.org. Cause I organized the whole thing. It was was so fresh. (laughs) (laughs) 
No, but it's funny because like the way that you're talking that like, obviously you're doing Love the juicing food. and you and you were talking about, you know, your the avocado That's my and weekends. That's my but, weekends. But it's like you when you cook with your it's you, you like the impossible meat. Like I, I had a Beyond Burger the other day. It was bloody great. Yeah. It was so good. So when you became a vegan, it wasn't like you you went off the taste of meat, I'm presuming, or maybe it was, because you're still kind of trying to get that kind of texture in there with the mince meat, well, the vegan meat. But um, why did you become a vegan four years ago? Okay, so I had high cholesterol. So first I I got sick. Four years ago, I had like this cough that I couldn't beat. And so I went to the doctor and they 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 took my blood, they took my, my blood pressure, and they told me that I had high blood pressure and high cholesterol. And they wanted to give me a pill. And I knew what pill it was because my uncle's on that pill. I was like, yo, yo, that's that, that's some like old people stuff. Like, why you want me to take this freaking high cholesterol pill? They're like, well, because it runs in your family. And, you know, this would, this would help you get your cholesterol in order and, and bring your high blood pressure down. So I was like, wait, well, how about if I get my cholesterol in order based off of what I eat? And if that doesn't work, then I take the pill. He was like, yeah, I'll see you in a month. I'll give you a month's time, but you really should really think about getting your cholesterol down and your high blood pressure down. I was like, okay, I'll come back in a month. I came back in three weeks because a cough went away right when I went vegan. Three weeks, I stopped like the bagged processed food. I stopped the freaking like high glucose sugar stuff that was causing the, the freaking na- post-nasal drip and, uh, and inflammation in my body. Went back to the doctor. They're like, what did you, did you take any medicine? I was like, no, I didn't take any medicine. I started eating more vegetables and I got rid of eating all that fast food stuff. And then from then on, I'm like, I'm, I'm never, I never want to chew animal flesh. I never want to freaking like, the idea of just like drinking a cow's like udder is utterly gross. But like before you became a vegan, <laughs> were you drinking a cow's yeah, udder and you cheese. were like, but were you, were you quite like, were you quite, yeah, you yeah. were like Did a I big like... dairy bloke? Like, were you kind of? No, no, because I'm lactose. So okay. milk, it was easy for me to kick milk, but I love cheese. Yeah. For some reason, like I was lactose intolerant, but I could do, I could eat cheese and pizza. And like, I loved artichoke pizza. Now I know how to make it with cashew milk or I know how to make it with almond milk. Um, I mean, with almond cheese and cashew cheese. But yeah, we are so like conditioned to where, you know, plant-based is like, well, how are you going to get your protein? Like, well, why don't you ask the gorilla over there where he gets his protein from? And ask that rhinoceros and then ask that elephant because they're eating grass. A cow's eating nothing but grass and then you we then eat the cow like yo, yo, why can't we just do what the cow does and have awesome food that's plant-based because technology and science has made it to where you can have awesome food Mm -hmm. that's plant-based because the stuff that you like from the foods is not the meat itself it's the seasoning Mm -hmm. like what makes you say "Mm, this is delicious is how it's cooked it's the smoke it's the spice it's the it's everything else but that cow flesh. It's everything else but that chicken body part. You can have awesome food that's plant based. I well, I want to know where where do you like to go for yeah. awesome yeah. plant based food in the in in London? Is there any spots that you found that you like? I want to know where he goes shopping. Unfortunately, London is not like LA. No, yeah. When it when it comes to like awesome plant based stuff, which means there's a huge opportunity for awesome like plant-based meals. Neat Burger is pretty cool, but the UK's interpretation of like plant-based is like vegan burger. Mm. Yeah, we're kind of a like, bit slower yeah. on the uptake, I feel. It's like, it's like, yo, you got any vegan food? How about a vegan burger? Well, I have, I have actually, I, mean, I have a really, uh, do you like Mexican food? Yo, okay. I made an awesome vegan freaking burrito the other day and vegan tacos. Um, I know how to make awesome vegan uh, enchiladas. Mexico has awesome vegan food because a lot of Mexican dishes, if you get rid of the beef and the fish and the and the chicken, they use a lot of like plant-based uh, ingredients in their in their dishes. Well, there's two places that I'd like to recommend to you whilst you're in um, Old Blighty. 
There's an amazing restaurant that is closed at the moment because actually I think he's stuck in Tulum, but he's an amazing Mexican chef called um, Santiago Lastra. And he used to work for, um, he opened Noma, Mexico. Uh, but yeah, he's done his own Mexican place and it's in central London. He's really amazing, but he does really great plant-based food. Also, there's an amazing, if you like walking and you're walking along the river, Borough Market, I don't know if you've been there for food yet or not. It's right by the Shard. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I saw that today. It's like outdoor market yeah. and it's like, partially outdoor indoor yeah 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 yeah. so it's amazing and there's this place called tacos padre which do a great margarita but also they do these really good cauliflower like al past like cauliflower pastor mm, ones mm, and i feel mm, like you'd mm, really mm. like them so i feel like you should go to borough market on one of your walks and just like go to some of the stalls because there's some really good plant-based stuff there i do on the weekends yeah well hey how is like the recording of the voice going is it it's live right uh, so we go live uh, next weekend and um, everything else has been taped. Um, recording the voice has been, has been awesome. They, they do a really good job with the social distancing. They do a really good job with making sure everyone is, uh, you know, the spirits are up and uh, yeah, it's really awesome. One of my favorite voice memories is when Becky Hill was on it. Do you remember when Becky Yo, Hill? Yo, she's yeah. like she's a thing right now. Becky Hill has a career. She's done really well. Yeah. Like she's doing great. She's like one of the only only singers that's have that has a career post a voice. Why what Yeah, happens? what's that about? Why do you think it doesn't connect in the same way? What, what is And then there... Lucy, the, the 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 opera singer that I had, I think season four, Lucy has a has a career and and, and a successful one in, in, in opera. And I think the reason why is very few singers, contestants, have realized that what the voice is actually for, or singing competitions as a whole. So if you if I were to say like, yo, name the best name the most successful singer in the history of singing competitions that has a career that reached the highest levels. Who is it? That will be Jennifer Hudson. Jennifer Hudson, I, yes. Yeah. Je- Jennifer and Hudson. Did, Fantasia did. Fantasia. Fantasia, she won the American Idol, but Jennifer Hudson lost that same year. I think it's the same year. And went off to win a BAFTA, an Emmy, mm. a Grammy, uh, Oscar, um, a Tony. Is she an egg? Is she an egg? No, no, she's not she's... an egg because she's just she. I think she won a Tony. Maybe she hasn't got an Emmy. Yeah, she's doing all right. She's J Hud. Yeah, <laughs> and but and and she lost. And what what was it that went from a loop where she lost, but then realized like there's there are other paths. And Becky Hill is one of those singers. Like she lost. She didn't go through to the final. She didn't win. Mm. But she's winning because she's found other paths. And that was just a catapult or a trampoline for for her career. While other singers are waiting for the show or someone to usher them into success. But so do you think it's a slight curse if you do win? I think it's a a curse for you to think that by doing the show, that doors are going to open for you. First off, the doors are supposed to be kicked down. There is no politeness to becoming successful you gotta freaking kick the door down there's no like excuse me excuse me i'm talented it's like open this mother door right now oh really bam that is like success and every single person that has success will tell you they had to scream and knock the door down they had to freaking break the window they had to go through it ain't no polite <laughs> I don't know. Well, but, but then maybe the like my down. level of success yeah. is not what you're talking about. But I feel I didn't shout the door down. I'm on my fourth record. Weirdly, having the podcast that we do has almost helped my music career because it's made me feel more creative and like that's art again rather than just feeling like my bread and butter. And so this has like been amazing balancing. But for me, I feel like I was very lucky that I had maybe other people kicking the door down for me because I was quite self-deprecating and I didn't feel like I should be doing it and I was quite apologetic. But hey, maybe... Yeah, that's what I mean. Whether it's you or someone in your camp, the door was kicked down. My mother. It was my mother. It was me. my mother. Me. <laughs> she was the pushy Jewish mother. This Whoever is it. it is in your world is kicking some doors down. There is no polite... There, no, there is no gentle in, in making sure the lane is open for you. Someone is doing it. I think, I wonder if British people are different. I just feel like British yeah, are too polite, are too aren't polite. we? We're like, oh, excuse me, don't worry about me, sorry. No, no, like somebody somebody in the background is making sure that your lane is kept 
clear for you to walk down or, or drive down or however you want to navigate down that lane that has been open for you. It's too, the, 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 there is not a shortage of singers. So when there's not a shortage and there's an abundance of people that are clamoring to have your spot, mm -hmm. somebody mm -hmm. has to clear the lane for you. And that's not a polite thing. Yeah. Did you bang the door down, Will? Uh, yeah. No, I think he. I, I, I think he was I, very bang, quiet and shy and retired. No, I bang. I bang. I bang <laughs> the door down because, like, or networked properly because I'm I'm an unlikely candidate. Like Black Eyed Peas at the time when we coming up, it's, it was gangster rap. So how did we even fit into the roster on Ruthless Records, which is like the home of gangster rap? How do we How do we get in there? And then when Easy E passed away, rest in peace. How do we end up at Interscope? And then from there, while we were at Interscope and everyone was saying that Black Eyed Peas is not going to sell records or make money or become profitable, how did we like keep that door, that lane open? It's networking, it's like relentless, like, you know, earning your keep and proving yourself and learning and collaborating. Yeah, you banging the door down and, and, and uh, you know, maneuvering over obstacles. <laughs> Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Have you got any really memorable food memories with black eyed peas that you would be able to share? Yeah, there's this lady by the name of Polly Anthony, rest in peace. She was the, the head of Sony Epic. And they offered us like a million dollars back in 1997. And um, she took us out to, for Thai food. And we had a bidding war. All these labels wanted to sign us. And uh, we went from like an offer of $15,000 in a month's time to $60,000 to a month and a half time to $400,000, our, our first record deal. And then Polly Anthony over Thai food offered us a million bucks. Wow. And um, we were eating at this restaurant off of uh, Wilshire. And I remember it, she was like, look, we really want Black Eyed Peas on Sony Epic. And I think you guys are uh, a special group and you guys are self-contained. You write your songs, produce your songs. Will, you know, we had this manager at the time named Jan Styles, and every meeting that we had, I was a part of the meeting. She's like, you have a business mind on your head and I, and I want you on my label. And so then I was like, oh man, a million dollars? Like what the fuck? Oh shit, we bought to be millionaires. <laughs> and, so, um, and so then Jimmy Iving calls us over for tea. Oh wow, yeah. He's okay. like, so I, I hear you Explain who Jimmy is to my mom. I know who he was. He was on American Idol, darling. <laughs> I love no, that. That's exactly. your reference. Oh I my know. God, and he's mom. married to a gorgeous woman. Who's oh he married God, to? Liberty. But like, this is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. He's also Liberty, one yeah. of the most yeah. important people, figures in the music industry. But anyway, okay. Yeah, okay I didn't carry know. On. Is that important? Sorry, Will. Carry you know, on. You know, you know Fleet, Fleet, Fleetwood Mac, right? Yeah. Right. And uh, so he produced Fleetwood Mac. Wow. He um, also produced Stevie Nicks. He dated Stevie Nicks. Tom Petty, um, he did well, in the Heartbreakers. Tom Stevie, Petty. Stevie yeah. Nicks. He did. Uh, he did Bruce Springsteen, John Lennon. He's like uh, an icon. So he's a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Big deal. Then he, then, then, he, then he became an executive and, you know, the chairman visionary at Interscope Records. So in the, in the 90s, late 90s, after he got wind that Polly Anthony offered us a million dollars, he was like, so I hear you're going to sign with uh, Polly Anthony at Sony. I was like, yeah. He was like, let me tell you something. 
a group like the Black Eyed Peas to take a million dollar contract, do you understand the risks that you're putting on your career? If you don't sell records to recoup the million dollars, that'll be the last record you ever make. Because now you have a stain on your name and it's a dangerous thing. You're basically betting on yourself to lose. So give me the money now. So if you sign to Interscope, no matter how many records you sell, or I mean, how many times the songs are played on the radio, you can always make records and release records at Interscope. And the deal that I'm offering you is still a lot of money, $400,000. I was like, oh shit, this guy, this is a freaking awesome pitch. So then I, so we regrouped, that was over T. And so we regrouped and I'm like, yo, let's go with Jimmy. They're like, well, are you serious? Like, Polly's offering us a million dollars. I was like, yeah, but. But you have to pay that shit back. It's a bank. <laughs> right? isn't so it? I was like, yo, let's, let's, let's go with Jimmy. He said we could always make records no matter how many records we sell. So let's go with, let's go with Jimmy. We were going to sign for $15,000 last month. So we, we did that. And that was the best decision of our lives. Because one, he became a friend and a family member. Like, that's like my confidant. That's my mentor. And after it all said and done, we did beats together. So was, I, I told Jimmy in 2006, like, yo, Jimmy, let's make our own hardware. 10 years later, let's make our own hardware. And we started We started Beats. I was a third. I didn't know you were involved in Beats. Yeah, I'll be rocking them Beats. That was the first Beats commercial. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Well, of course. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Apologies. No, no, no. My, my, uh, my involvement, it doesn't. Uh, so my whole thing is like as a collaborator and a partner, whether people know on face value that I'm, my involvement is not as important as the ideas that I bring. Like credit, schmet it. Like who cares? Let's make it work. And the people, the principals know, right? So the public doesn't really matter. So, so we did, we went off and did awesome stuff together. So then after it was all said and done, when Jimmy like retired from the music industry to focus on, on beats, I remember when we sold beats to Apple, Jimmy tells Tim Cook, he was like, you know, I'll, I'll, I'm just happy I was able to keep my promise to Will. I said, is no matter how long, how many records, and look what we've done together, and look where we are now. We're at Apple. I was at that part. I wanted. I was cried. I cried when when Jimmy told me that he said that to Tim Cook, and we were there at Apple for the announcement of the uh, Beats into the Apple system. And then when um, we got dropped off at Interscope in 2019, they dropped the Black Eyed Peas. We got signed it. Polyanth, I mean, we got signed to um, Sylvia Roan at Epic. And so I went over Jimmy's house for lunch. And he was like, so what's going on with the Black Eyed Peas? I'm like, yo, Jimmy, we just got signed. So we're, we're about to get signed to Sony. He was like, have you signed the deal yet? I'm like, no. He was like, let me help you negotiate your contract. I was like, I would love that. He was like, wouldn't it be awesome? Why don't you ask them? Tell them you want the same deal that Polly offered you back in 1997. <laughs> so it came and it came bulls like we could ask for anything we, we've sold a lot of records we have this like this huge cachet he's like look don't take a big advance don't do that get a bigger back end and wouldn't it be beautiful if you got the same amount that paulie anthony because that's where we, we were supposed to go to epic anyway that was our first deal and now we're at epic with our you know having the most success we've ever had, four number ones off of our new album, Translation, that came out in June. And we were at the label that gave us our the biggest offer back in 1997. And that was the deal that we constructed with Sylvia. Like, what? how beautiful that, that full circle story is. That's amazing. And I love that you and Jimmy, just like he's helping you broker the deal. I needed you in my first fucking yeah. music signing deal. I needed you and Jimmy in my ear. He's my mentor. That's like, I love Jimmy. We talked the other day um, while I was here in the UK, and uh, and it's always like, "What's next? What's coming?" Like, because I in two thousand and three, my manager Seth over lunch is like, "Hey, Will, uh, General Motors wants uh, they want Black Eyed Peas to play their corporate party. I don't know what how you feel about playing corp- corporate parties. It's pretty big. They're offering you a lot of money." I was like, well, how much is a lot of money? He was like, you know, to play an hour at the corporate gig in Orange County, it's like right down the freeway off the five. They're going to pay you like 500K and then they're going to give every Black IP a car. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. say that again. Wow. Like, yeah, they're going to give you Hummers and then they're going to give you 500K to play their gig. 
So I was like, sounds awesome. Yeah. So we did it. And then I watched this documentary called Who Killed the Electric Car? And that documentary shows that like at some point in time, General Motors had this car called the EV1. And the EV1, their strategic, like the head of strategy says, if we continue to sell the EV1, it's going to potentially threaten our combustible engine business. So they pulled the EV1 from being sold. And their marketing campaign was to give the EV1 to celebrities like George Clooney, Angelina Jolie were all driving around Hollywood with this electric vehicle called EV1. So then people started ordering EV1s and then they pulled them. So then they gave Hummers away for free. And we were the group that they gave Hummers away for free. And so when I saw that documentary, I was like, oh man, we got duped. They used us to freaking sell, you know, gas guzzlers. And at the end of the documentary, there was this little car, this, and it was like, this is the future. And then my manager was like, yo, Will, do you see that documentary? I know, I, I found out the founder of that car that's at the end of that documentary. You want to take a trip to San Jose to meet them? I was like, yeah, I'd love to freaking go to San Jose. So I go to San Jose and then I meet the founder. I was like, yo, I want to invest in your company. So I sold my Hummer, use that money to invest in this company back in 2004. So I go back and back home and I'm like, yo, Jimmy, I just invested. That was like my first investment in 2004. I just invested in this electric car company. He was like, that's great, electric cars. I was like, yeah, I think it's gonna be pretty freaking cool. Anyways, Tesla, before freaking Elon took it over from the original founders. So my investment is like when Elon was just an investor. It was before he took over the whole entire company. So that freaking whatever that was, like 80 grand, turned into like, what the what? So then Jimmy, yesterday, he was like, two days ago, what's next? I was like, yo, Jimmy, like electric bikes, electric bikes is next. Because now the world, we see the world, you see, the, you see empty streets. You see people like are working from home. Do they need the car car? How are they going to commute? Their electric bikes gives you, especially if they're pedal assist bikes, one pedal gives you, you know, three pedals. And there is no like dominant player in that space. Electric bikes, electric bikes, electric bikes. Okay, that's really good to know. I like this. I like that you're passing this on. Now, back to Black Eyed Peas and this success with the last record. You're saying it's the most successful record. That we've had. And like, why do you think that's happening? Like, what do you think? Do you think it's the union of you finally with Epic? And like, or do you think it's like, what do you think? What happened? Do you think sometimes it's about serendipity and about the stars being aligned? Or do you think this is your best music? I think this is our most consistent body of work like the end was a very consistent body of work it's like 128 bpms to 130 bpms that whole entire record and if there was a slow slower song the songs have transitions like ama b has a transition where um two minutes and 40 seconds into the song there's like this transition with a like an orchestral and it goes into like 130 bpm again so the end was by far with I Got a Feeling and Boom Boom Pow, a super beyond success album. Took us to stadiums and, you know, we played Super and Bowls. Bar mitzvahs. And bar, right? Stadiums, bar many, mitzvahs. Many, many bar mitzvahs. You know what I mean? Laheim. You're, you're playing like Muslim countries and people in the audience are saying Mazel Tov, like beautiful. You're going to Malaysia, it's like, fill up my cup, Mazel Tov. Like, yo, do you understand <laughs> a black, white, Latino and Filipino group is inspired Muslims to say Mazel Tov. Yo! <laughs> <laughs> you know, and uh, especially in the first concert ever in Saudi Arabia, we sing, uh, I got a feeling 40,000 people in the audience in Saudi Arabia sings Mazel Tov. Beautiful. But the album that we have now, The Body of Work Translation, after eight year break, there's eight years gone away. And now we're a trio. Hence the reason why the record company were like, uh, Black Eyed Peas are not, let's take them off of our books. They're never going to have a return on, on our investment, them as a trio. So when I say success, it's successful because we've overcome all the odds. It's successful because we have four number ones and in this new metric of like views on social media, or like on, on YouTube and Spotify, these songs are performing greater than I Got a Feelings and Where's the Loves. Like Ritmo has like 800 plus million views. We have over a billion, over way over a billion views just off of four songs and it's outperforming our past work. 
And we're a trio on a new label, the label that offered us, you know, a million bucks back in 1997. So yeah, this is our the greatest success that we've had. Well, congratulations. I mean, it's re- it is really interesting because you 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 have so many strings to your bow, whether it's I am plus, I am media, doing the voice, doing black eyed peas, you know, producing for other artists. It's really in- investing in friggin' Tesla. Like, I mean, like, I mean, things. Can I just ask, when you wrote Ordinary People, did you write it so John Legend would sing it? No. So we wrote it. I was stressed out because Where's the Love was a hit. Where's the Love to Hey Mama, that Hey Mama became the iPod launch to launch iPods and iTunes. Let's get started. NBA campaign to shut up. And then I had to make a new another record. So I called John Stevens at the time. Like, yo, John, bro, like, I'm fucking stressed. I got to make a hit from on, on purpose now. I was like, yo, let's study. Let's, let's have a session where we just study all of our favorite songs and figure out the math to why those songs are good, because it's all math. Like, let's look, think about it like, like science. Like, why is this song good? Like, what is the progression? What, what, and whatever, how many other songs have this same progression? And, and let's look at, like, you know, the spacing between, so I just went in like a fucking scientist to break it down mathematically. So then he comes up with these chord progressions based off of like our breaking all the, our favorite songs down and seeing the similarity and commonality between the construct of our favorite songs. Whether it's freaking like, um, I come from the land on under, whatever that progression is, or to like Bob Marley progression or, or uh, Earth, Wind and Fire progression, there are certain types of progressions that move us magnetically. So we figured out this chord progression. And so at that point in time, I was going to like counseling every Thursday, relationship counseling. And so we started working on the song in Burbank after my relationship counseling. He's like, yo, what's going on? Uh, how was your counseling? I was like, oh man, bro, like, it was tough. He's saying that thick and, uh, you know, I'm dealing with like childhood, you know, abandonment issues and stuff like that and trying to make my relationship work out. Like, and I don't want to, I don't know everything. She doesn't know everything. I don't know the answers. She doesn't know the answers. Like we're just ordinary people, but we want to stay together, but we don't know which way to go. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. that fucking, that's a lyric, right? Right. So then, <laughs> we're just ordinary people. We don't know which way to go. Like, yo, say, say, sing that over those chords. We're just ordinary people. Like, we don't know. And the way you sing it, say it the way you would say it. Like, we're just ordinary people. We don't know which way to go. Like, keep that same cadence, but now put a melody on the, the natural cadence of speech, right? So then after we come up with the hook, I was like, oh, we got it. Let's move on to the next song. We're just ordinary people. And my recipe is always repeat at the end. We don't know which way to go. We just oh, repeat it. We don't know ordinary people. Maybe we should take it slow. Repeat again. Take it slow. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And my recipe for every song that works is that same repeat. Like, I got a feeling that tonight's going to be a good night. Repeat that tonight's going to be a good night. Repeat that tonight's going to be a good, good night. Same blueprint. You take, let's get it started. Let's get it started. Repeat. Let's get it started. Like, right? It's like my, if I look at my mind, I'm like, oh, I have a pattern of what works, but not towards a point where it's like, oh, there you go with that pattern again, right? If you can figure out a way to hide your pattern to where you don't notice it, but now that I've said it, now motherfuckers gonna say like, they're gonna know my fucking pattern. Don't put it on the internet, so. <laughs> but but who did you write it for? Just for yourself well, to say. No, John Stevens, that's jo- John Legend's name, isn't it? Oh, I yeah. didn't know his, that's his no, name. No, so we, yeah. wrote it, we wrote it for the Black Eyed Peas. That was a Black Eyed Peas song. Oh. And then when we sung it, it just didn't sound right. So then we came to London that summer and he's like, yo, what, what are you gonna do with that song that we wrote in spring, whatever, they, I think it was spring. I was like, oh, we're not gonna use that, bro. Like, I re- you could, uh, we're not gonna use that. But that was, that was me trying to, like desperate hunting for a hit, putting my laser to try to figure out, and it was indeed a hit, but for him. And not everything you do is for you. Just because you make it, just because like you, you did it, doesn't mean that piece of work is intended for you. And my contribution was just the chorus. The verses, that's John Magic. Girl, I'm in love with you. That, that's him. That, my part 
We disordinary in collaboration with John, right? That that that's that's the magic that we did was the chorus, because in rap you have the chorus, and then I then I do my then I do my verses, but it just with the beat that I had at the time and our approach, it was better off a piano ballad. That is so fascinating. I'm in the studio tomorrow. I'm just going to remember repeat, <laughs> repeat, repeat. repeat. Um, no, no, not re- repeat to what? Repeat to where it's not like nuisance. Repeat to where it's instructional and inspirational. Okay. Repeat to where it's like information and guidance. That's why you repeat, where it's disguised in a way where the listener is not bothered by it. But then you're going to be like, okay, so why you repeat boom, boom, boom so much? <laughs> like, <laughs> why? I remember one time we were in Japan, somebody comes up to me, like, right when we got off the freaking bullet train, they're like, well, wait a chunk, wait a chunk. Uh, you say boom, boom 645 times. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yo, you sat there and counted how many times I said boom. <laughs> Well, that's amazing. Now they can add shake your boom boom to it. So they're like, their mind's just going out of control but this now. This is a masterclass in songwriting, darling. This is very, this is really, really fun. Will, before we like let you go, we ask every guest a few questions. One of which is your last supper. If you were to leave this earth tomorrow or you were to go on a desert island um, tomorrow and you had one last meal, starter, main, dessert and drink of choice, what would it be? Would it be still be plant-based, I'm wondering? It's weekend, right? Oh, d- d- yes. You, I mean, you're, you're, it's you're your not last gonna, supper. Yeah. You're not going to eat Forget about the bloody six, weekend. Six it's whatever you want. It's desert island. Okay, so what I would do is I would, uh, I'm not going to torture myself because I know I'm going to go to a place where I'm probably going to have, uh, I look at it as like a detox. I've been doing six months detox. Yeah. So yeah, I'll probably, I'll do my weekend. It just whether Whatever day it is, I'm going to treat it like a weekend. I'm going to have my pancake in the morning, my vegan pancake. Yeah. I'm going to have my uh, impossible vegan burger smothered with uh, chili cheese mm, with avocado in the middle of it. Yes. And that dinner. And oh, and I, and I use, I use like this bread, like this, like a, uh, wheat bread with with seeds in it it's delicious and i toast it it's nice so then at dinner so if i'm doing that for lunch what am i going to do at dinner so then i do like and then i take my burrito right yeah so I, i do my vegan burrito and then after i wrap it in flour then i put it in a little tub of like olive oil and then i fry the tortilla, make a chimichanga. So now it's a crispy burrito. So then I smother the burrito, the crispy burrito with that salsa verde and 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 mozzarella, cheddar, and then it's like delish. Given your health kit, do you drink alcohol, Will? Is this going to be washed down with a margarita? I don't drink that much. I never was a heavy drinker. So if I'm going to drink, uh, it's just like a shot of tequila and that's it. Okay. Okay. Or or I'll do like a I'll do a skinny bitch, and a skinny bitch is just like water and vodka, yeah, with a little bit of lime. Um, do you have good table manners? Will I am good table manners? You mean like do I put my elbows on a table? Well, I don't know. It depends your what your definition of good table manners are. Is it a posh definition? Because if that's the case, I don't have good table manners. My elbows is on the table. I'm probably picking up the wrong knife when the when the meal comes out, wrong fork. I I use my spoon way too often on areas where I should be. Yeah, like now. Uh, Will I am. Thank you so much for giving us this time and chatting to us and telling us your stories. It's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you. And congratulations on all the success. And your new single is out. Shake your boom boom. And I, I feel like I don't say it sexy enough. Like I don't to make it. I don't. I, I love. I make boom it sound boom like in a song. <laughs> but anyway, congrats on all your successes, and just for being a very lovely, decent bloke who has lots of amazing stories to tell. Thank you for coming on Table Manners. Oh, thank you guys so much. And it's, you know what's really awesome? You and your mom doing this is pretty is <laughs> is, is awesome. Well, look, she's the star of the show. Really? Really? I just make yeah. way for <laughs> Lenny to really, you know, shine. So yeah. No, that's that's beautiful. Like relationships between like parents and their kids, kids and their parents, you know, singers and their moms is is a beautiful thing. And like it's bigging up the p- most powerful thing in the world. And that's like 
a mom. We should have got your mom. We should have. Yeah, seen... we should have got your mom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my mom. She would be like, nah. She's gonna try to burn me. Like, did you put lotion on them hands? <laughs> <laughs> That was a whirlwind of yeah. of energy and creativity Jesse, and his skin looked fat. Well mum, I I'm telling you, like he I mean he looks after himself. Mum, did you feel like you got the will I am that you needed to get from the voice and I think he was just as charming as I thought he would be. I'd have liked a little more goss about the voice. I found his American music industry stories fascinating, I think. I didn't know that about Black Eyed Peas. Anyway, Jess, now you know how to write a song. Right, so I'm going to go in there tomorrow. <laughs> and repeat, I love my mum. Mum, mum, mum. <laughs> <laughs> Done. 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 Um, thank you for listening to uh, everyone who listened. I hope you found that as kind of interesting as we did. I hope everyone's okay. I hope everyone has learned how to write a hit song after that episode. He was 40 minutes late, but he made up for it with brilliant stories. So thank you, Will I Am. Yeah. Thank you for listening. The music you've heard on Table Manners is by Peter Duffy and Pete Fraser. Table Manners is produced by Alice Williams. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Yeah.